the Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all His fullness to men and women in all their need. Glad to have you with us here at this Let the Bible Speak program. It is our desire that you would come to Christ and know Him as your own personal Savior. And as you hear God's word being preached, and also in song, we pray that the Lord will speak to your heart and you'll know what it means to have Jesus Christ in your life and know Him who is life eternal. We're going to come and seek the Lord in prayer. We're going to ask the Lord to help us as we gather here. And we ask you to pray and ask the Lord to help as we do gather here this day. Let's just seek the Lord in a word of prayer. Eternal God and loving Heavenly Father, we come afresh into thy presence. O Lord, we thank thee that God is the reason why we're here. We thank thee that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, sent by God, O Lord, into this world. O Lord, we thank thee that God commanded this love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, I pray for this day, and we pray, O God, that Thou will open up hearts of, of those that hear Thy Word being preached. 
And we pray that thy word, O God, which is, O Lord, a word is a lamp unto their feet, O Lord, light unto their path. We pray that this word would be a word that comes in season. Lord, we pray as we come now to read thy precious word, that thy word would also, Lord, be used for the reaching of precious, never-dying souls. Lord, we thank thee for salvation, which is of the Lord. We thank thee for saving me as a preacher. Lord, I pray it shall bless. Bless, O oh Lord, the one that preaches. Beyond them all that he may need. And bless us now as we gather here. Lord, we pray that all things will be done for the glory and the honor of thy precious name's sake. Lord, continue with us now, we pray. In Jesus' name's sake. Amen. We're going to turn to God's Word, to the book of Acts chapter number 15. Acts chapter 15, we're going to read from the verse number 6 through to the verse number 11. Let's read God's Word from verse number 6 of Acts 15. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our father nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they Amen, we know the Lord will bless the reading of his precious and infallible truth. We're going to sing once more. We're going to turn and sing the words of a wonderful hymn, Grace, Tis a Charming Sound.
It's lovely to be here uh, tonight and to have this opportunity of sharing the gospel message again with you all. I want to thank our brother, the Reverend McRae, for leading the service thus far, and we appreciate his help this evening. Recently, I came into possession of an old pulpit Bible. You can imagine what the old pulpit Bible looks like, very large. It's used for reading in public, and so the print is is huge. Uh, 1937 is the date that is on the front of that copy of the Scriptures. There's large print, but also there are large margins on every page of that copy of God's Word. And the thoughts of an old preacher have been printed down the sides of those margins. At the start of that copy of God's Word, before we begin to read in Genesis, a page has been included, a page of introduction, where the old preacher explains why his thoughts have been printed alongside verses and his comments and his observations. And he sums up, he says, these are the thoughts of an old preacher for the use of junior preachers. The thoughts of an old preacher for the use of junior preachers. Well, I'm going to take that old preacher up at his offer uh, this evening, and I'm going to borrow just from his thoughts as a starting point as we come to the Word of God this evening. And we look at the Acts of the Apostles, the chapter 15, and we look specifically then at verse 11. It says, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved, even as they This is our text this evening for a few moments. The old preacher wrote beside this verse 11 of Acts chapter 15, a common salvation, a common saviour to meet a common need. A common salvation, a common saviour to meet a common need. And we want to look at each of these three thoughts individually as our starting point together this evening. But let's just remind ourselves what has been happening in Acts chapter 15. There's trouble. There are problems in the church. There's controversy amongst God's people. The opening verse of Acts chapter 15 reminds us, and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. And so there's a major issue here amongst the people of God. There's an issue over the simplicity of the gospel. Some were teaching that it was necessary not only to have faith in Christ in order to be saved, but also you needed to be circumcised. Also, you needed to follow the Old Testament ceremonial law in order to be a Christian. And so you can see that this is a major issue indeed. As you can imagine, that the simplicity... The childlike simplicity of the gospel is being eroded. And this has to be dealt with. And so that's what we see here in Acts chapter 15. We see that a council is arranged. The the apostles, the the, the elders, the, the leaders of various congregations come together. And in Acts 15, we see they have this discussion. They discuss this matter to make sure that everyone has clarity on this matter, on this essential issue of the gospel. This needs to be clear. This is a foundational matter. 
And and thus we arrive at verse 11, our, our text, where Peter declares that salvation is through grace. Regardless of whether we are a Jew or whether we are a Gentile, salvation is of God's grace and circumcision doesn't come into it at all. And Peter is very clear on this. And so we look at this verse 11 together and we consider Christ the only saviour of men. Christ the only saviour of men. Let's look at those three pointers the old preacher gave us. Let's look at verse 11 and see, firstly, a common need. A common need. And when we use that word common, of course, we're speaking about something that is shared, something that we have in common. Look at verse 11. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. And so we read, of we and we read of they. We, who's that referring to? Well, Peter's referring to himself and to the Jews. They, that's a reference to the Gentiles. And Peter explains then that whether we are Jews or whether we are Gentiles, we need the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter has explained or is explaining here that The Lord has seen to it that Gentiles will be saved as well as Jews. And so the Gentiles, as he reports here in in chapter 15, the Gentiles, many Gentiles have, have heard the gospel message. They have believed that message. They have responded to that message. They have received Christ. They have been saved. And circumcision doesn't come into it. You see, men and women... Boys and girls, young people, all have that same problem. It doesn't matter whether you're a native of Israel or not. It doesn't matter whether you were brought up to observe Judaism or not. It doesn't matter about your background, your religious point of view, your social standing, your, your political point of view, the color of your skin. These things don't matter. Mankind has a common need. And what do we all need? We need a savior. We need a saviour. And mankind in its entirety needs a saviour because we have a common problem, a universal problem, a problem that we're all born with, a problem that we cannot resolve for ourselves, and that's the problem of our sin. doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, doesn't matter what you are. Friend, you're a sinner, and so am I. Psalm 51 reminds us, the psalmist cries out, he reports, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. This is the natural state of fallen man. Mankind is lost in his sin. Mankind is is spiritually dead. Mankind is in rebellion against God. And what are the consequences of that sin? Well, eternal death. That awful place called hell torment for all eternity the justice of God because we have sinned against him you cast your mind back to those opening verses those opening chapters of the scriptures and you see there the garden of Eden and you see in the garden of Eden when sin entered into this world why because Adam and Eve sinned against God and when they sinned mankind fell Adam was our representative when when he sinned we sinned as well We see mankind's rebellion against God. 
Men and women, friends, listen, we, we sin every day. You sin. And I sin as well. None of us can deny our guilt before God. Your conscience will not let you deny your guilt before God. And because of our sin, because of our breaking of God's holy law, we deserve judgment. We deserve the full force of justice. We deserve eternal death. And we're all in the same boat. All of mankind, we are a fallen race. We have a common need then, don't we? What is that common need? We need a saviour. We need one who will rescue us. We need one who will save us, who will pay the price for our sin. And that takes us to, to the next heading that the old preacher gave us when we come to verse 11. We thought about a common need. But secondly, this evening, we think about a common saviour. A common saviour. And I emphasise again that when we use that word common, we're using it in the sense of something that is shared by many. Something that is shared by many. And I know that perhaps we could say many in this gathering this evening have a saving interest in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's something we have in common. Look at verse 11 of Acts 15. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. And immediately then we're reminded that there's no other way of salvation. Jesus Christ is presented in this verse. He's the only way of salvation. Full stop. He's the only saviour of men, whether they be Jews, whether they be Gentiles. We're taken to consider Christ the saviour. This one in whom and through whom we can be saved. Because of him we are spared that, that eternal death and torment that we deserve. Well, who is this saviour? Who is this one who can save us? How is it that he can spare us from the punishment that we so clearly deserve? Well, this saviour is God the Son. We're reminded then of the deity of Christ. He is God, that well-known Verse John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God the Father sends his only begotten Son into this world. The Savior is born in Bethlehem. God the Son unites a human nature with himself. Christ God the Son perfectly keeps that law of God which you and I have broken. Jesus Christ never sinned, spotless, sinless. That's something perhaps we, we struggle to fathom. That's hard for us to take in. A life lived and, and never an inappropriate word, never a wicked thought. But that's Christ. That's, that's our Redeemer without sin. And having kept the law of God, the law that you and I have broken, then Christ took the punishment that we deserve. He acted as a substitute for us. He stood in our place. He bore the wrath of God on our behalf. He stepped in and takes the punishment for his people. The punishment that we deserve. That's justice. What, what God would condemn us to for our sins. That's, that's justice. We deserve the wrath of God. Because God is, is perfectly just and holy and he must see justice upheld. But Christ, the spotless, sinless God the Son, he takes that punishment for us, a substitute. 
He doesn't deserve that punishment, but he takes it on our behalf. And Christ goes to the cross, and there on that cross, he suffers the punishment for his people. And you think about that that awful picture of Calvary, the Savior shedding his blood there, the Savior giving his life. He laid down his life. That's what the Bible says. The Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life, but then he takes it again. He arises from the grave, and and our Savior is risen. He's alive. He's ascended. The Bible says he's seated on the right hand of God the Father. He's in heaven even now. And all of this is part of God's eternal plan of redemption. You see the love of God here. You see the love of God. You see what the Lord did to save undeserving sinners like you and me. And because of Jesus Christ, because of Christ's suffering, because of his shed blood, because of the love of God for undeserving sinners, we can be saved. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You see what's happening in that verse? The verse speaks of our sin being charged to Christ. And Christ takes our sin to Calvary and he pays the price for our sin. But at the same time, Christ's perfect righteousness is given over to us. Credited to us, we stand before God justified and accepted. This is amazing. The love of God is amazing. The gospel message, it's amazing. And here we see the Lord Jesus Christ, the only saviour of men. The saviour that we all need. Listen, there is no other saviour. There's none else. There's no other way of being accepted with God. And all of mankind, we have this common need. You see, we're sinners. We're condemned in our sin. We need a saviour. A saviour. And here Jesus Christ is presented and he's the only saviour of men. So we see a common need in that we've all sinned. We see a common saviour in that many of us share a saving interest in Jesus Christ. He saved us. But finally we consider a common salvation. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even as they. And so we see that salvation is available for men and women of every tribe, every tongue and every nation. This salvation that is the experience perhaps of, of so many of us in this gathering this evening. This saving interest that that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's given to us. Because God is gracious. Because God is merciful. This salvation that we're gifted is, is not something that we deserve. But it's something that God graciously bestows on his people. And I wonder, I ask you, will you partake of this gift of salvation? So many here have experienced it already. The only way of salvation for Jews and Gentiles. There's no other way. We plead with you that you would consider these matters. You say this evening, well, what must I do to be saved? Well, the Lord Jesus Christ answers that question in in Mark's gospel in the chapter 1. And there in verse 15, Christ says, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. It's very simple. You want to be saved. You want to experience this salvation. You've got to repent. 
Repentance signifies a change of direction in your life. You're turning away from your sins. But then Christ says, believe the gospel. You've got to place your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, recognizing that that he died on the cross for sinners as their substitute, that he alone is the savior of men. You've got to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and call out, cry out for God's mercy and for God's forgiveness. Lord Jesus Christ says, Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. There's the promise of the Savior Himself. He will receive you. He will save your soul. But listen, the responsibility to come to Him is yours and yours alone. Now, what will you do? What will you do with this Savior that is presented to us in this verse? What will you do with Christ? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. Let's bow in a moment's prayer. Eternal and loving God, We thank thee that the gospel message is presented to us in thy word. We praise thee, O God in heaven, that the gospel message is a simple message. Simple even so the youngest child can understand. We pray, O God in heaven, that thou wouldst take thy word and apply it to hearts. Speak. We pray for souls to be saved. We pray that thou wouldst speak on. All of these things we Ask in our Saviour's name, thanking thee for thy goodness. Amen. Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.tv. We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to let the Bible speak once again.